0: Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and this is Agape Love, Love is Here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, Helping People the Lord's Way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's Way, and of her many wonderful stories spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deborah Love always and pray. Hello again. Pastor Deborah here. It's been a while since we talked and did our study on Isaiah 61. We're still moving through Isaiah got a long way to go. Then we'll pick up on Isaiah 62. So welcome to everyone from all over the world. We're going to do a teaching, a deep teaching that is for everyone of every age, of every nationality, of every gender or no gender, of everyone. Oh yes, even you guys. Yep, way over there in Libya and you in the ISIS prisons and you in Syria and Turkey and Lebanon and the Palestinians this is for everybody, every human you are a human aren't you Hmm. you may not, you may believe you are but What part of you? Did you know the word human? Is made up of two words. H-U. Means humus. Dirt. Of the earth. That's the physical body. We all have. And the man. The M-A-N part. Doesn't mean a male gender or sex. It means the spirit. Spiritual being that's inside the dirt. Everyone has one. There are some spiritual beings that don't have a dirt body, so they try to get ours. They never had one. Oh, they can try to take on many forms and shapes, and they're just disguised. Us humans. We were created in the very womb with dirt, the physical body, a soul that's the biological brain with all of its chemicals and nerves and serotonin and the biological brain that is affected by many, many things, even in the womb. Did you know certain things that a mother eats might affect the baby? Certain loud explosions or jerking of the mother can bring fear to the child, even in the womb. Did you know you can curse a baby in the womb by speaking to it? You can lay your hands on that baby, prophesy good over it or bad even while it's in the womb I haven't yet figured out why some nations and people just love babies they love the little ones in the womb and others don't others don't mind killing and murdering that little baby and yet they have no I'd cry no tears for it. Have you ever wondered why? The baby represents a result of an action or a consequence. Sometimes it could just mean another mouth to feed. Sometimes it could mean that, oops, I did something. I didn't protect myself. And I got pregnant. Sometimes the pregnancy was forced through rape. But there are some cultures that value babies. And they value life. And others don't. That's a human for you. And where does that come from? The soul. And the soul of us. Is conformed. And it's shaped. Even while we're in the womb. Oh there's a spirit there but it's sunk deep down into the dirt, into the humus part of us. So when we do a Bible teaching on Isaiah 61, we could probably take each verse out of the Quran or out of Confuciusism, out of any book, and go slow, do research along the way, see how it's connected to other verses see how it's connected to us just memorizing a holy book just memorizing what we're supposed to memorize doesn't mean we learn it we just got it memorized doesn't mean we will obey it doesn't mean we even believe it you can get a parrot to repeat words I don't know, diddly squat, what you mean. So, just because you memorize something, and you sort of go into a trance, while you're memorizing it. What do I mean by a trance? Sometimes when we rock back and forth like this, we are moving our brain on the inside, sloshing the liquids around, we are moving it just like this. And eventually, the brain gets into a sort of trance state. You can do that in, with music. Just rocking back and forth. Have you ever rocked a baby? Just gently rocking back and forth. Put the baby to sleep. But if you go this way. It's sort of a way that you are bowing. I don't know if the person that we're doing that to, or the God that we're doing to, couldn't even talk to you. Because you're always doing this. You're always doing this. He'd say, stop. Stop. Stand still. Have a conversation with me. I want to look in your eyes. I want to put my arms around you stand still look me in the eyes let's talk but a lot of us in every faith all we know what to do is quote some kind of holy word we can't have a conversation with the one that it came from we can't talk without moving like this it's a form of bowing but you're not really bowing you're just moving your body Is that what you do to memorize something? Just learn that memorizing something doesn't mean you believe it. Rocking back and forth while you're trying to memorize it. Okay? You won't be able to use it or even remember it much unless you rock back and forth. And the person who gave you those words can't even talk with you. Because you're just busy reciting, parroting, quoting back their words to them. Learn to have a conversation. Take your time and listen. Think. Ponder. What's he trying to tell me? What are these words trying to say to me? Why were they written? Is there a hidden meaning behind them? Why didn't he talk to me personally? Does he talk to you in your dreams with dark visions? Does he talk to you when you pray to him or her? Do you hear his voice? Or are you just busy. Rocking back and forth. Quoting the scriptures. Remember. Just memorizing something. In the soul. Doesn't mean it gets to that. Spiritual part of us. For our spiritual part can be in a trance. Can be sunk in the mud hidden in the flesh not even receiving what you're memorizing so let's dig a little deeper we've been working on Isaiah 61 this is how Pastor Deborah learned about the heart of the Father and what he wanted Pastor Deborah to do out in the world to help people his way. What you'll learn about Pastor Deborah is, in discovering what my call was going to be, how I was going to help people, I learned about the one who was sending me, the one whose true heart I had to learn, who had prophesied and spoken. To all of humanity. It was hidden. Oh it was hidden in messages. And it would tell us. The very deep loving heart. Of this father. So let's pick up in verse 7. We had left off. From verse 6. That after one becomes a tree. Of righteousness. And has been healed and set free and got new clothes on. You'll be planted right back here on the earth. Some people I do have to get, and they become a tree of righteousness on their deathbed. Now I'm going to tell you something I want you to go look up on the website, but God be loved, Love is here.org. The story called 72 Virgins. It's a true story about how Pastor Deborah went into hell to reach a young man who had died in the Boston bombings. The older brother of the Sanaya brothers. The young brother who got captured and was in prison came to me in the spirit. Wanted to know of his brother. Had made it to paradise. That had been promised to them. I said no sweetie. I don't think so. I said I think I know where he's at. Would you like to go find him? So being the spiritual pastor that I was. I was being led by the God of Isaiah whose heart loved the older Sonora brother dearly and paid a high price for him so I took the young one and I sort of hit him in my light spiritually and we went down into hell I had to go looking through the different levels for the older one and I found him he was not in paradise he was crying and moaning he really wasn't being tortured at that time because he had been in ignorance he was more hurt that all that he had done killed the people in the Boston bombings I think you call them the infidels that this Allah God was very proud of him. He had done a great thing. And we found him crying. pained in his heart. Because he didn't make it to paradise. He didn't have his 72 virgins. That were promised him for doing what he did. He was disillusioned in Allah. He was saddened and depressed. He was all alone. Allah wasn't even there with him. No imam was there with him, comforting him. He was hurt. Because all that he had done and believed was right turned out was all a lie so I talked to him told him about a father of Isaiah of the Christian Bible oh Allah knew about this God and he knew about this Christ Jesus who died and I told the older one that story and then I asked an angel to come Out of paradise. And an angel came down to him. Gave him some cool living water. Cleaned him up. And I handed him a gift. A free gift. I said take it. There's no strings." It was the love of the heavenly father. Of Isaiah 61. That was offered to him. With no strings attached. Just a loving father. Wanting to love. This young man. And to take him. To the kingdom. Of heaven. The real. Paradise. Oh he wasn't going to get any 72 virgins. I told him. And his younger brother. Who was watching all of this. And he's still alive. He's in federal prison. You are welcome and he knows he will talk to you. You want to visit him in the spirit. He'll tell you the story. He is traveling around in the spirit. Telling others like him and his brother. What they experienced. I told him. There was a kingdom. Loving father. I told him about this young man. Named Christ Jesus. Who was the son of the living God. Who had come down. And took on humus dirt. But he was the man. The spirit inside. Him and his father. Went together to the cross. They paid the price of the law. They paid the royal law. That innocent could lay down their life. For another who was guilty. They did that. May offered that free gift. Of becoming a tree of righteousness. To this young man. The elder brother. Of the Sanaya brothers. And he accepted it. He believed. That there was a loving father. Not just a. God that wanted him just to submit. That there was a loving God. That had power to help him and then a highway opened up above our heads and I told the other, the older Sanaya brother there you go take that highway right into the kingdom and you will meet a loving father and his son Christ Jesus the younger Saniah brother asked me if he could go with his brother I said sure you can't stay there 'Cause it's not your time, but you go with your brother, and you check it out. Remember, the younger one was in federal prison physically, but he is not spiritually restricted, and he is out there among you. You might hear him in a dream. He's praying for you to find what him and his brother found, the true paradise, a loving God that paid a price for him. Ask nothing of him except to accept the free gift. So Isaiah was a prophet. He was the voice, the word. Of this loving father. Way way back. Muhammad knows about him. He was back before. Most people were around. So let's go. So now. When you become a tree of righteousness. And you are saved. Is what it's called. And you're still alive. In your dirt body on planet earth. Like the younger. Sanaya brother you have work to do. Do you tell your story? Do you tell others about this loving father? The younger Saniah brother does it in the spirit now. He's a busy young man. He's moving in places where regular people cannot go. Well, then what happens is strangers and aliens, they'll attack you. You'll be under great attacks. But you will be called the priest of the Lord, a minister. That's what the younger Soniah brother's doing now. He's a voice for this loving father down here on earth. And he's well protected by angels. And he's doing the father's business. So now you're named a priest of the Lord. And when the Gentiles, that's anybody who is not believing in this loving father and his living son, they're called Gentiles. But when they do believe, like when the older Saniah brother believed, I gloried and I boasted in what happened to him. I'll see him later when I get there, but not now. He's learning about this loving father. A lot of healing has to happen to him because he never really knew him. He might cry a lot because he found out he was lied to. The God he was trying to serve and obey wasn't this same God sometimes that will hurt but that's the story of the 72 virgins you may not believe it or you might I'm a great believer in reading something then asking a question is that the truth (laughs) ask alright verse 7 as you can see on the board I'm going to read it through and then we're going to break it down for your shame you shall have double goodness and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion Therefore in their land. They shall possess the double. Everlasting joy. Shall be unto them. That scripture verse is packed full. We're going to go slow. We're going to start with just. For your shame. You shall have double. First if you don't understand what shame is. You can't understand what's going to be given to you. Double fold. Shame is dishonor. Feeling devalued. Disrespected. Feeling dirty and defiled. So before you were a tree of righteousness, when you were a captive spiritually, Our little spirits when they are still in our flesh. And have not yet had a Hebrews 4.12 experience. It feels shameful. It doesn't have a white robe on. Might be naked. Wearing animal skins that roar and bite on it. Because it's really demonic spirits. Feels naked, has no light, no glory. It had a crown at one time, but lost it. It's angry and mad, sad and suicidal, depressed. It's in tears and mourning and pains, feeling rejected and abandoned. When it looks around all it sees is ick and mud and flesh and all it feels is the lust of the eyes, lusting, lusting, lusting. Coveting. Lust of the flesh. There's no peace in it. It's hard, it's mind, it's always agitated, fearful, trembling. That's the condition when you are a slave to the soul when the soul is faithfully serving other things could be money greed power and you don't really care about anything or anybody I'll tell you a story when a person's family starts off so good and then something happens, and they end up dishonored. In some cultures, you better commit Harry Carey, self suicide, because the shame is unbearable. You have dishonored your family name, your country, and your nation. But if there's a child, they don't want that to happen anymore. So they will work overtime, they will be tougher, more sneaky, more coveting. They will prove themselves worthy of what their family lost. They might even disassociate, have a good side and a bad side. But what drives them is the fear of death and dishonor and shame. And to avoid that, they go to the extremes. To try to prove themselves worthy of some honor. Oh yeah, if you're in prison, you'll turn on your prisoners. You'll lie, cheat, and steal, and you'll turn against them. To protect yourself. So there's a lot of shame that we all had before we became trees of righteousness the priest of the Lord we all had it we all felt naked dishonored and devalued living in fear of death we all had it all humanity had it we all had confusion we didn't know what was right or wrong when you live in the dirt the darkness, ignorance you believe what you're doing is right and your feelings your soul dictate what you're going to do you work harder, longer you have to prove yourself so you will be safe this young man I was telling you he is trying very hard he's trying to prove himself to a government, a system something spiritual that he is worthy of being its leader he's working overtime he had plans and plots but something came along something so teeny weeny and things all changed so he's dealing with shame now He's fighting hard. You will see that a lot if you've been abused as a child. When you grow up, you become the abuser. Why? Because you feel that's the only position of power. You're trying to satisfy something, someone. So let's keep going. Therefore, in their land, that means in your spirit, your soul, and your physical body. And it means inside the land of your spirit. Inside the land of your soul. And inside the land, the territory, the domain is what that means of your physical body. They shall possess the double. You're going to have a more than you can ever imagine. That double portion. Of rejoicing. Gladness and joy. Did you know when joy withers up inside of you? you it's as if the crops have died. They're hopeless. You try to get it through anger. You'll make all kinds of deals and promises, trying to find some kind of joy to rejoice in. But he says, For all those bad things that happened to you before you were my tree of righteousness, I will give you everlasting joy. Now I want to take you, we're going to follow some scriptures. We're going to turn to Isaiah 42. Let's turn there. Isaiah 42 is going to explain a little deeper. How I learned is I always use the King James Version. No commentaries by anybody. I don't want to have the word have any kind of slant from any denomination any school of thought I want the holy teacher to help me I work through the scriptures so if you are working through the Quran and you memorize something that's good go back and find other scriptures go back keep turning let everything support what you just memorized if you are doing Buddha and Confucius Scientology Everything should mesh together to have a complete picture of love, freedom, joy, honor, blessings. should be for your spirit to learn, for your soul to receive, and for the health of your physical body. A lot of our physical diseases are due to our soul and our spirit's lack of knowledge. And then you can have the knowledge. You can memorize it. But if you don't apply it. Oh, you can do it, but you can be also, we can teach dogs, animals to do things. But sometimes they don't understand the why so let's go to Isaiah 42 I'll start with 41 comfort you comfort you my people says the Lord this is the heavenly father who talked to Isaiah talking to us did you know he talks Yes, his words are speaking to us. Even when you read the Quran. Muhammad heard words from an angel. I think this is right. And the angel was telling him when he was in the trances. These were the words of Allah. If you study Buddha. Buddha and Confucius, they never said they were gods. They were wise men relating wise saints to us. Everybody's trying to help us. So let's listen. And this can be let's begin to listen to a spiritual being and his name is says in this your god verse 2 Isaiah 40 speak you comfortably to jerusalem jerusalem means the city of peace what this god wants is your spirit he looks at it as a city he wants it peaceful he wants it at rest Full of joy and rejoicing because he said I'm looking at that part of you that spiritual part of you that's where I want to connect and I want that to be a living person communicating with me worshipping me, talking, singing to me I want interaction with your spirit I don't want interaction with your soul I want that spirit part of you. That part of you that the Sanaya brothers discovered lives on after physical death. That part of us. The man part, the spirit part doesn't mean the sex part. It means the spiritual being that's inside the humus, the H-U, the dirt. Speak you. Comfortably to Jerusalem and cry, call out to her that her warfare, which means her appointed time, is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. Yes, the spirit heads iniquity means perverseness, rebellion, sin traitor trespasses he is saying you had a time of warfare in here but it's ended now and your iniquity that was in your spirit that land called Jerusalem that was not at peace and it was not a city of peace when I looked at it spiritually that time now and the forgiveness of that stuff, it has been pardoned. Forgiven. For she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. That sounds pretty good to me. Goodness. So this God is looking at your spirit and he trained Pastor Deborah to look at your spirit. So when you run into that younger Saniah brother you're talking to his spirit. Mhm. Him and I are still in contact. He's my spiritual son now. He's out and about doing the father's business even though his physical body is still in prison he'll probably die there we all know that but he's out and about being busy now the scripture there tells us to go to Job 42 10 what I have discovered in different Bibles is some have these scripture references and some don't Try to find a Bible that has lots of scripture references. So let's turn to Job forty two ten. Job was a early book they believe. I don't know much about it, except this guy lost his family in a lot of storms. Because there was a secret deal between him and this guy named Satan, the very adversary of God. And Satan thought, oh, Job only blesses you, worships you, submits to you, bows to you, sacrifices to you, because you got a hedge of protection around him. Let me touch him. Let me take his family away, his goods, his money. Let's see what Job will do. Test time. My computer's making noises. Just ignore them so Job is a book about that but let's go to forty two because this is going to help us with Isaiah 61 oh let's see here and the Lord turned the captivity of Job what he means is Job was in sickness he had diseases he was fearful his friends everybody wanted him to curse God and die and Job wouldn't do it he hung in there, but it was difficult. And when he hung in there, God talked to him. Because so when you go through a test, the gods sometimes are very silent. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job that we read about in Isaiah 61 when he prayed for his friends also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before when you start loving people who irritate you talk against you and your God and they are just not right when you start praying to them and for them instead of being angry and retaliating when your heart turns to love others with a loving heart then your captivity has been turned and now god can give you twice the peace The joy, all the bountiful treasures that your spirit needs. Because you had confusion and shame, you didn't have any joy. Now what happens is, that tells us to go to another scripture reference, Psalms 14.7. So we'll turn there fourteen Psalms fourteen seven says O that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. God looks at your spirit and your soul and your body as Israel, a prince. But he's mainly looking at your spirit. Israel means prince. He says that is a prince that's a, a king in the making. And out of Zion is the kingdom of heaven, okay, the heart of God himself. When the Lord brings back the captivity of his people, when you have been ashamed, enslaved in your spirit. As we read in Isaiah 61. When he brings that back. He releases you from that. Frees you from that. Delivers you from that. Jacob. That is a a reference to your soul. And to other parts of your spirit. Sort of the flesh part of it. Shall rejoice. And Israel. Your spirit will be glad. So when your captivity. That you don't even know you got. We read about in Isaiah 61. Somebody's coming to set us free. When that happens. Our spirit who is a prince. Trying to grow up and get ready to be a king on earth. Over this system of spirit soul and body and be a ruler over all a lot of things to be thinking about a lot of symbols jacob israel jacob is the flesh part of us our soul but it will rejoice also when we're set free of our captivity when the spirit according to isaiah 61 receives all these gifts double portions for the shame and the confusion now this tells us okay. so let's get back to Isaiah 61 verse 7 so it's telling us that we had some shame dishonor felt dirty and filthy but he's going to clean us up. Hugo asked the younger Sanaya brother what it looked like, what his spiritual eyes saw when his brother put on the white robe and his captivity was finished down in hell. And the torment, and the tears, and the hurting and the mourning were over. For he had realized. There was a loving father. Who could help him. Didn't hold all the murders against him from the Boston Bombers. Had forgiven him and pardoned him. Because he knew he was in ignorance and darkness. You go talk to him. Spiritually. You ask Allah. If that story is true. He will tell you yes. He cannot lie. He will be forced. To tell the truth. Pastor Deborah is a. Strange person. More spiritual. Than physical. Isaiah was a special man. He heard this voice of this loving. Father. He's prophesying. He's allowing this father to speak through him. To tell him. To tell all of humanity. The appointed time of the warfare in your spirit. And the time of your pardon. Of your iniquities. Was coming. Still as many thousands of years away. Even though it was already done before the world was ever created, even before all of the angels were created, the Father knew what was going to happen and He asked His only Son. His name is Christ Jesus. Christ means the anointed King, which is the Word of God, His offspring. That's what son means, offspring. Doesn't mean sex or gender, but offspring. He said, son, I'm going to create these wonderful children. In my image and after my likeness, turn to Genesis 1, 26. I'm going to bless them. But we're going to have an enemy among us, a traitor. I will create him beautiful, named Lucifer, the son of the morning, the son of the first age. But he will turn on us. He will lift up his heart in pride. He will try to take over the kingdom. I will have to cast him out, and he will be a great terror down there. And my children. That I'm going to create and make. They're going to fall away. They're going to be kidnapped from us. Taken in. By ignorance. Turned against us. Hate us. Forget about us. there will be long years. They won't even know us. They'll think we're part crocodile. They won't know us. They won't hear our voice. I have a big thing that must be done. I want to pay the price for what's going to happen to our children. I want to go in you and go to the cross. I want the innocent to die for the guilty. I love them so much. They're just children. I will take their punishment for them. Myself, son. But I must go in you. Because I'm going to make a law that only a spirit inside the dirt body is legal. I will have to pay the legal price of the law that I'm going to set up. I'm going to put myself under it. Will you partner with me? Will you go? so the family can be reunited and that which was a traitor and in great warfare we can pardon the son the word said yes father I love you so much I will go with you and we will walk to the cross together and we will pay the price for our family we will pay and obey the greatest love and law you've ever decided to have that an innocent person will lay down their life for another so they can live we will abide by the law the royal law of love the agape love of the mother who will give her life I will stay there with you. But father I know you will have to leave me at some point. For the law will require me. To be separated as they are. You will have to turn your back on me. I will have to go to hell in their place. But I will go. For I know that you love me and you have promised me. I will return within three days and I will get the keys of hell death and the grave for us back I will open the prison doors down in hell for all the people I will go father because your heart is so loving we will go together father so Isaiah is telling us prophesying to us it's coming he was prophesying to the flesh the spirits did not understand it in the humans but this heavenly father had it written down see the difference is this father says you don't have to do anything it's already been done my son and I paid the price you could not obey me enough. Your hearts were not right. Your souls were not right. No act that you could do. Could satisfy us. Could satisfy the law. Somebody had to die. For the guilty. We volunteered. So when you learn. That a love so powerful that a God would even take on human form in the spirit of another and die and go to hell for you to take away your shame, your dishonor, and your devaluation, to put a crown back on your head not to give you 72 virgins so you can have all the free sex you want once you have sex with one they're no longer a virgin is that what paradise is about to sex with virgins that just satisfies the physical body the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh what about those virgins virgins Maybe they don't want to have sex with you. Maybe they want to be free. This is verse 7. Some good things are coming to you. For your shame and your confusion. There is everlasting joy and rejoicing coming. good tidings are coming that's what we're being told it's really already done in his heart and mind it just has to be played out here on planet earth in the fullness of time so that's what I wanted to bring to you in verse 7 so you understand how pastor Deborah studies i tell you a few stories Help you read it a little deeper. Challenge yourself. Look deep. Ask yourself. Have I had a Hebrews 4.12? Is my spirit separated from my soul? Am I just a soulish creature? Just wanting sex. Lust of the eyes and the flesh. And I don't really care about joy. Joy. Except maybe the joy I get from orgasm. What do the women get? What do the 72 virgins get? Do they just become your slaves? They're not a virgin after one time. Do you just throw them away? And more just keep coming? Is that what paradise is about? You go read the story. You go talk to The younger Sanaya brothers. He was there. He saw. Is it about your soul and physical body? Is that what this Christian Bible's about? You go looking. If you want, I'll come visit you, Mom. I can travel anywhere in the world. I can show up in your dreams. I can talk to you when you're sleeping riding a camel sitting in a tank sitting when the bombs are going off yes I can help you when you're dying can I help you solve the war problems yeah that's no problem Takes changed hearts. But we're dealing with some spiritual things. And we're dealing with the flesh. Control and power. Mm-hmm. A lot of religion is involved. Yep. A lot of hating of your brothers are involved. No love. Control and power. But we can get you there. So Isaiah 61 is a prophetic book. It is God talking to us. Telling us we're in a mess. And we need some help. And verse 7 just starts t- telling us a little bit. What he's going to do for us. So I want you to study it. Do the scripture references. I'll put them in the description section. I'll also link other uh, videos to this one so you can learn. Remember go to the I'll put it in the description, the seventy two virgins. It is up on the website for you to read. Then go find Saniah brothers. I'll talk to you. He's a sweet young man. He's growing up now. He's doing the work. Mm-hmm. love you so much keep studying growing we'll get to Isaiah 62 then we'll start maybe Psalms we'll work our way through this is a global tele-ministry teaching this just happens to be Isaiah 61 verse 7 that we've been working next one will be verse 8 and we'll learn a little bit more I work out of the King James Authorized Version Now there are some I think I like the Holman Bible Did you know Satan Actually owns some Bible Companies and they change The words around But whatever works for you Even a children's Bible It's fine Mm -hmm. Watch the movies They're out there go slow ask a lot of questions write them down surely you don't want to be lied to do you who would want any god or wise prophet to have lied to us that would be horrible ask questions ask lots of questions There is a Holy Spirit, even if you don't know him. If you ask him, is this true, yes or no? He'll answer you. Because he wants to help you. Ask him if what you're studying is the truth. Ask him to help you study. You don't have to know him yet. He's around, he's hanging out. be open to learning and realizing you may not know very much what you're being taught could be lies and deceptions vain imaginations and philosophies and just traditions could be something of the enemy Mm -hmm. ask questions And if you find you get under attack for asking questions, is this true? Then you're on to something. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. I'm here to help you. You can contact me anytime. You can come talk to me in the spirit. You don't have to travel by airplanes. Don't have to worry about that COVID out in the spirit. There's other viruses in the spirit. Don't have to spend any money. I travel all over the world. Mm -hmm. So enjoy Isaiah 61 verse 7. Father, help all that hear this to be a. Have a teaching heart. Listening ears for your Holy Spirit. Help them to seek truth. To come out of the darkness of ignorance. And help them when they learn that what they believe is true. Like the older Saniya brother. Help them with their pain and their broken heart. But show them Your love. And your highway of holiness. And your kingdom of heaven. Father watch over them. Till you can clean them up. And fulfill Isaiah 61. And 62 in their lives. Guide them and love them father. Through dreams and visions. Let your love shine. Even in the mud. Even in the dirt. In the name of Christ Jesus. The son. Of the living God. Paid a price for you. It's all done. Just receive it. Amen. Bye everybody. Till next time. Gotta go do some work now. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Deborah at org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again. To another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.